0: It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com.
1: Welcome to this episode of Daily Thunder. This is a Discussion Tuesday. I'm Nathan Johnson, and I'm here with my good friend, Eric Ludi. Good to see you, sir.
0: Oh, it's great to be here. We're enjoying this, aren't we? Yeah, this, this is actually, it's uh, been delightful. Tuesdays, discussion Fridays. I'm actually uh, liking
1: I'm looking yeah. forward to Tuesdays and Fridays.
0: Yeah, we were talking about it. Like, this is actually sort of a highlight for us. It's kind of we're, fun. We're just sort of soaking it up.
1: It's true. Well, there's a question that I want us to get to, and it actually comes from a burden that I even have. Yeah. I look at ministry today, and both of us have been in ministry for quite some time, and both of us have traveled quite a bit, and we've seen kind of, the, kind of a sad, uh, kind of a trajectory yeah. of modern leaders, which is this idea of heading toward burnout and just kind of giving up ministry and just kind of mm-hmm. letting your life flop mm-hmm. and just, just giving up. Yep. And so really we want to ask, ask the question, okay, why is it that leaders burn out? Maybe what's the solution to that issue? And we could probably talk about why the issue is there, mm-hmm. but we don't want to necessarily like focus on the problem as much as a solution. And granted, we could probably take a variety of avenues, but let's just focus on one. Uh, there's a principle that you constantly talk about mm-hmm. that it's actually become very meaningful because I've actually seen very few ministries ever implement it, And it's this idea of yes and no. Could you mm-hmm. want to like unpack this yeah. idea of priorities and saying yes and saying no? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a foundational principle for us here at Ellerslie. So we're both very familiar with it, but it's almost surprising to us because we take it for granted. People come in and they ask us similar questions all the time. Like "Wait, a how do you, how do you actually have a family? And I have six kids, right? How do you how do you do this do all these things and still maintain like your walk with God or your marriage or your family? And it's interesting because it's not obvious how this works to anyone when they first start out in ministry. How do you go the distance? Cuz very few people do. It's just a slow fade into uh it's a deteriorating pa- pattern. You start with this gusto and this desire to serve Jesus and then it's just sort of marginalizes and then you end up uh falling to pieces in the long run. That is not God's pattern. Right. And yet even Leslie and I have tasted that. And in the first years of our marriage and ministry, I would say, "Wow, I understand that." I remember some of those moments like, "I god, I don't think I can keep doing this. I'm just dying." And I'm I'm just weakening with the with the passage of time. And so this idea of the principle of no is oftentimes what we will call it. But it really is sort of the shift point for Leslie and I in what created a different pattern and a different thinking process because when you first enter into ministry, there's a bait, and it's the bait for yes, that obviously God wants you to say yes to every opportunity you have. I mean, how could you ever say no to someone wanting to hear the gospel? It's it's a very interesting temptation for the soul because we want to be used of God. So yes, 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 yes. But if you say yes to something, here's how the principle works. Whenever you say yes to something, it it indicates and immediately means a no to something else. Because you have one life, you can't be in multiple places at the same time. So if I'm in Bulgaria preaching the gospel, I'm not anywhere else. So as a result, that functional yes actually means no to something else. And if you start saying no to your time with God, because you're saying yes to this, if you start saying no to your spouse, because you're saying yes to this, if you say no to your kids, because you're saying yes to this, you want to know why there's burnout? It's because you're actually misusing your yes. And so what we need to understand is that saying no is actually not a bad thing. It's a deeply spiritual thing because to say no to something preserves your ability to say yes to the right priority. And so what that necessitates is we have to know our priorities. Why don't you talk about that? Because for each of us here at Ellerslie, in our positions, you carry a ton of weight. I carry a lot of weight too, but you carry a ton of weight. I mean, you're you're just what we've oftentimes
1: referred to as Eric ludy's pack mule. <laughs> <laughs> and not only do I do it, I look like one too. Apparently, uh, <laughs> yeah. Priorities are so important. I think over the last I don't know 10, 15 years of ministry, I've I've felt the the weightiness of this even more because I think you know, we've even experienced this here where it's like, hey, there's this opportunity, and we take a step that direction, and we realize. By taking a step this direction, we're forsaking what we're called to. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back to that idea of, well, if I don't know what I'm called to, yeah. well, then I have to say yes to things because yeah. I don't know what my yeah. focus is supposed to be. Yeah. But the moment that God begins to give clarity and an articulation of, of focus, it actually gives you it, it gives you a hunger. It gives you yeah. actually a passion. In fact, even just this last uh, last night, I was working through just like, okay, Lord, what's my vision? Like, what's, I mean, I have a vision. I know what God's called me to. But I, I want greater clarity in this yeah. new season and where yeah. am I, I heading you know, and why do I do what I do yeah. and the moment I wrote it all out it, it, it just emblazoned yeah. my passion I'm like okay this is why I do what I do yeah. this is why I'm here and I think if we don't know our priorities yeah. they're gonna they're gonna fall to pieces and I love what you've said in the past how the priorities of ministry really need to fall in a certain order yeah because if once you get them out of order and we've seen this, some of our favorite Christian heroes yep. uh, had some major problems <laughs> when it comes to priorities because yeah. they, they super spiritualized ministry yep. to the diminishment of family and kids and they lost their kids yep. or they got burnt out yep. or they lost, they had, they had horrible marriages or, and I, I, I have loved, I don't even know how to articulate this. I've so appreciated your and Leslie's guardedness in this area because I think I've always esteemed it. I've never seen it though. Yep. Like I've never seen a ministry actually do it. Could you maybe even talk about practical priorities yep. of just like what you've implemented, and and now it's trickled down to the staff. But I'd love for you just to articulate it. Absolutely. Well, I think even what you're talking about is
0: like people could look at Nathan and go, he doesn't know, a, he doesn't have a vision. Well, you could look at me. I'm going through the same process all the time. It's like the sharpening of a pencil. Yeah. Because good. the more you use and you you work with that vision that you had, the last time you were on the Mount of Transfiguration, you saw it clearly. And then you're going to go down into that valley and there's going to be this crazy demoniac down there. And it's going to start to whittle down uh, this, this intensity and this focus that you have. It's like, okay, God, what am I supposed to be doing? And then you need that time to be resharpened so that you are defined in your priorities. So the way that, for instance, we started here at Ellerslie, is, you know, because I have been backwards and upside down in this area, different seasons of ministry. And I've also been right side up. And when I've been right side up, what I learned to say is no to things that everyone around me is even clucking their tongues going, he can't say no to that. He needs to be available to that. And I will stare it in the face and go, I'm going home. How could you go home right now? Because I have a wife and I have children and it's Father's Day. <laughs> I have literally had that tension in my life. And as Charles Spurgeon once said, it's like he deliberately would, would define, it's like someone comes to him late at night and he's like, okay, meet me at 5 a.m. in the morning at my office. It's like, well, this is when the Spirit of God is moving. If the Spirit of God is working in you right now, he'll be working in you at 5 in the morning. That's when I'll deal with this. Right. So that he maintains the integrity of the rest of his life. Because I believe an effective ministry flows out of a solid relationship that I have with God and that I have with my wife and that I have with my kids. And so ministry needs to flow out of that and not hopefully overflow when I spend all my time in ministry, just sort of on those things and create some kind of glisten or blessing on my kids. Maybe they'll just somehow be taken care of, even though daddy's absent all the time, because daddy's serving Jesus. And that's just a wrong mentality for it. So I told Leslie in the very beginning of Ellerslie, if you ever need me even if I'm on stage, it doesn't matter if I'm in the midst of the depths of some form of ministry, if you need me, you have access to me. And everyone on our staff, I even let the, the students know this, that if I have a message from my wife and Sandy walks up to the front and gives me a note that says, Leslie needs you and she needs you now, I will drop everything and go tend to it. And that's how I disciple. In other words, it's not like the, the, the students are gonna be like, what, what's he doing? Leaving me here. I am showing you something right now. And that's the priority. My kids always have access to me. They can interrupt anything that is going on. If And hopefully they learn what how to weigh important with non-important. But I've had different situations where my kids needed attention. We used to have a school here on Ellerslie. And I'd get this little note up in the front that so-and-so needs a little daddy attention. And so I'd say to the kids, the students, it's like, hey, guys, uh, we're going to take another five-minute break. Even though we just took a five-minute break five <laughs> minutes ago. We're going to take another one. I'll be right back. And that has been crucial for the formation of this ministry, the integrity of this ministry. We want to go the distance. We don't want to burn out. I've tasted burnout before, and it's not a friendly feeling. This world will crush you if you don't preserve the kernel of what matters most. And so this issue of learning how to wield a no as a spiritual weapon Mm -hmm. to say, no, I can't do that because I'm saying yes to this is actually important because what we want to give is yeses. That's what we're trying to do. But if our yeses are misspent, we run out of them. I want to say yes to the reason why I'm here on this earth. I got one shot at this thing and I want to do it right. And I have limited time. Boy, do I have limited time.
1: And I want to spend those yeses well. And it's such a great vision too, of knowing that as a pastor or as a ministry leader, not only can we go the distance, we don't have to lose our families. We don't have to lose our wives. And in our, in our spiritual life can actually thrive. Amen. And one of the things that God's pressed me for almost two decades is just that concept of, you know, doing ministry for God is very different than spending time with God. Mm-hmm. And if and if I, it's, it's obviously not that ministry is bad, but my ministry time needs to fall out of my time with Amen. with Him. It, again, it goes back to the priorities. Amen. And I just love that concept, especially for this generation. And it's not even just pastors and ministry leaders. I mean, we have college kids who are now burning out. You know, in this in this society today, and so I think it's just a principle that all of us need to apply of learning how to say no, when to say yes, mm-hmm. and knowing the difference between the two because that that That's really right. is where it comes down and to.
0: You're it. not married, and you don't have children, but you still have to create a priority list, even though you don't have a spouse and you don't have children. And so it's not like you have a cheater's version of this. It's right you you still need to weigh things. It is very easy, even this might be shocking to some people that would listen to this, but it's very easy to lose the intensity of focus with your relationship with Christ, though you're talking about them all day long. Yep. It's very easy to lose the intensity of focus, the love, the depths of intimacy, the present tense marital bliss in a marriage, even though you're spending all day. You sleep in the same bed with them, and you can lose that. It's not just proximity it's focus. And that has to be preserved and it has to be actively engaged in. It cannot be accidentally found. And so we become successful in our walk with God on purpose. We become successful in our relationships with our spouse on purpose and with our kids. We train them and parent them on purpose, not by accident. Same thing is true with ministry. If I want to do this ministry well, it cannot lead my life. It needs to be an outflow of my kernel elements or my core priorities. And so for each of us, you may have different weights on different things in your life because you have more availability, like Paul the Apostle had to certain one-on-one relationships that I can look at and go, boy, I'm jealous a little that Nathan has that flexibility. At the same time, that can get out of control for you too. And as a result, you have to put boundaries on that and even look unspiritual at
1: times to maintain the intentionality of what matters most. Amen. Well, I think this is such a burden for each of us that we have such a burden for pastors mm-hmm. and, and ministry leaders as a whole, but it's such a burden that just, we want to see this generation of leaders and pastors, not just eke by and survive, mm-hmm. but actually to thrive Amen. and to turn this world upside down. And I think that's actually one of the reasons we started the Pastors and Leaders Summit mm-hmm. is to encourage and equip and just bless those who are in ministry. So maybe even just as a thought for those who are listening they probably should consider participating in one of our upcoming yeah. Pastors Lean just because we're taking these kind of things even yeah. deeper.
0: It has to become practical. Yes. And I've oftentimes said that a lot of us take our Kool-Aid. Imagine that God said, I want you to have orange juice in your life. That's what godliness is. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So we have this like orange Kool-Aid and we scoop it into a... You know, a, a a, uh, I want to say pots. What is that called? A canister, a, uh, pitcher. a pitcher, <laughs> a pitcher of water. And we stir it every day and we pray over it that God would convert it to orange juice. That's not how you create orange juice. You, t- you get orange juice by getting those oranges and working a little and squeezing them into orange juice. But a lot of the times we'll take a bad habit or a bad pattern in our life and pray over and ask God to supernaturally change it. There's certain things in our life that are changed through practical
1: Alterations of lifestyle and practice. This is one of them, and it, and it doesn't just stop. Mm-hmm. In other words, even though we know the principle, it's a daily practice. Oh yeah,
0: we can easily lose the sharpness of our pencil, and we could just go with a dull pencil. But we have to freshly come back to that that sharpening uh, element in our life, the Holy Spirit, and say, God, give me that sharpness afresh in regards to my priorities, my purpose. Why am I here? What do I say yes to? What do I need to say no to? Mm. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.